Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's gone over to iTunes and left us a review, and anyone who shared our podcast on social media. Our aim is to reach as many performers as possible, making the arts accessible to everyone by providing free information for performers. If you haven't already and you love our episodes, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or share us and tag us on social media at The Performer Journals to show your support. Thank you so much and let's get on with the episode. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Hayley Maybury. She is a performer with three cruise ship contracts so today I thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring her on and have a chat with her about cruise ship life. Thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me today. Oh thank you for having me honestly. Cruise ships performing I could literally talk about it till the cows come home so I'm so glad you've asked me on. I'm <laughs> really looking forward to it. I'm really excited to get to chat with you and find out more about you and what you get up to. So for all the listeners at home could you just tell us a bit about who you are and what you get up to? Yeah I love that. So you might hear a slight twang in my voice. I'm from Australia originally. Uh, my dad is English, so I feel like when I came over here, I did slot quite quickly into the English, but you'll hear, you'll hear some vowels here and there that are very, very Aussie. So <laughs> I am Australian originally. That's where I studied musical theatre for three years. Um, it was about six years ago now that I graduated. Um, I went on to do a couple of tours around Australia and then very, very quickly went into the cruise world. Um, my very, very first cruise contract was with Celebrity Cruises. I got to fly to America for my first ever ever time in my life, that contract, which was just amazing. Um, and yeah, I've done that kind of pretty much ever since. Fell in love with an Englishman on my first cruise ship, which is how I've ended up on this side of the world. <laughs> um, I also run a business. I'm very focused. I love chatting about personal development as well. Um, have a YouTube channel, have a podcast. I just love being creative and and telling stories in every possible way that I can. So that's, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That's amazing. I love the fact that you're like, been all these places and done so many things. That's incredible. What do you miss most about Australia? Is there anything you miss? Definitely the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, of course. How could I not think about? <laughs> yeah, probably a bit cliche. I didn't realise how much I would miss it until until I got here, because, you know, you do just take those kind of things for granted, I think. So, yeah, definitely, definitely the weather. The fact that it's starting to get more sunny here, a little bit warmer, even though, I don't know about you, but it's blowing a gale outside my window right now. It just had a massive hailstorm. Quite pleased that that stopped in time, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah, so it's starting to get warmer now here, which I'm very happy about. But I do I do miss the Aussie, Aussie sunshine. Oh, bless. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like it would have been amazing. I'm ginger, so I don't think I could have dealt with that much sun, but it sounds it sounds lovely and warm. Um so Haley, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about before you got into cruise ships. What what did you get up to and what kind of contracts were you doing? Mm, yes. Yeah, so Essentially, when I finished um, my studies, so I did a Bachelor in Musical Theatre, um, I went straight into a touring production of a, 
an ABBA themed show um, and I got to tour all around Australia which was absolutely amazing. Um, so many little towns that I'd, I'd never been to before and big cities as well um, and for those that don't know Australia is a very big country so it was quite quite intense you know between an hour to six hour flights every single weekend going to different places so it was quite intensive. Um, so that was the first thing I did out of, out of university and then I did a couple of smaller things. I did some um, creative works kind of combined with other people to create different plays and things like that. Um, and then pretty much my next big gig was cruise ships. So I'd, I grew up in a place called Brisbane, but I flew to a city called Melbourne, which is much, much bigger in terms of creative arts. Um, but I'd only been there for a couple of months and then ended up flying to Miami for, for the next cruise ship. Amazing. That sounds phenomenal. Um, so in that process that creative process that you talked about what did you find was beneficial was it the collaboration was it getting to put your own out work out there and get creative what was it that felt like it was right for you to take on those kind of projects mm, I oh that's such a good question funnily enough I'd never and I still don't massively see myself as a a creator of new work that's never really been a, a massive strength of mine um, but when I did move to Melbourne that is very much a commonly done thing there um, in Australia in general you know big musicals big shows aren't super common just because the industry is very very small um, there's not that much work so you do need to create your own stuff to to be seen and to have opportunities to be on stage and things like that so it was kind of just the done thing there I suppose um, and because I didn't have I don't see myself as having a massive creative brain in terms of writing and things like that. I, I fell in with a wonderful group of people that were amazing at that. Um, and we would kind of, you know, they would kind of do the writing, but would also bounce ideas in terms of workshops and things like that. And that's really where I felt more at home, being able to workshop things on my feet um, was where the creative process was most exciting for me. So I think I went off on a tangent there. I'm not sure what the question was, but that's what I enjoyed about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that. That was it. That was what I wanted. Um, that's amazing. That's so good. Um, so let's get on to these cruise ships then. So you you auditioned for cruise ships. What was that audition process like? Ooh. Oh, oh, that's such a good question. My so it was actually the very first cruise ship audition that I'd done. Um, I was very very lucky to end up getting that job. But I was actually so close to not going to the audition. Um, it was, so I just, like I said, I just moved to, to Melbourne with my boyfriend at the time. Um, and, you know, to go away on a cruise ship, you leave your loved ones. So that was not really something I was quite sure that I wanted to do. Um, the audition was also on my birthday. <laughs> it was on my birthday. And I woke up that morning. I was like, oh, I really don't feel like doing this audition. I really just want to celebrate and have my birthday, which sounds a little bit lame. But that's just where I think I was really nervous, to be honest. And I was kind of looking for excuses to not go. So... I just felt really nervous about going to this audition. Um, but I ended up going on my birthday. I think I had a bit of birthday luck. It <laughs> ended up going really well. So I went in, I um, can't remember what I sung, but I sung my own piece. And then they were a little bit rushed because they actually had to fly back to America. The audition panel had to fly back to America, I think two days after that. So it was a Saturday and I had to fly back on the Monday. So like normally, you know, we'd give you a couple of days to learn these callback pieces. Um, but we've got 45 minutes. So here's some songs that gave me about seven songs, um, sent me to a room to go learn them and then come back in and sing them, for, <laughs> sing them for them. So it was a little bit hectic, very, very hectic. Um, but I managed to put it off all right. There were, I've never been like the biggest 
pop song knower, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't listen to much radio. I listen to musicals. Um, and they were all pop songs that most people would know, but I'd never heard of in my life. So I was in that 45 minutes, I remember sitting on the floor with all these sheets of music around me going, how am I going to learn these in 45 minutes? This is mental. Um, so yeah, then went in and sung those songs. They didn't have time to see me for my dancing. Um, they literally just kind of said, we don't have time for that. So we'll let you know if we want to see anything else and how we'll do it. And they sent me out. Um, and then on the Monday, they basically sent me an email saying, we'd love to have you for this ship. We just need to check your dancing. Can you send us a video? So I sent a video in and then literally three days after my birthday, I got sent the contract. So it was a very, very quick, very quick process. That's a really quick turnaround, especially in terms of the recall. But this is the thing. You kind of have to be prepared for everything because, like I say, the panels can come up and have different timetables and clashes with what they're up to. So then to make sure that you you kind of have to be ready for them to, at a drop of a hat, say, right, you need to learn this, like, on the spot and perform it to an audition level is really challenging. And I suppose that would have kind of divided the performers that were that were in the room because if you're not adaptable and able to pick up things quick, then, then that could be a serious downfall in an audition. Absolutely. I was so grateful for the fact that I, I can read music. In oh, that point, because wow. if I didn't have that, I I genuinely don't know how I would have learned them otherwise. <laughs> so that that was really helpful. That's amazing. That's such a great skill to have as well. Reading music, it's, it's it takes quite a while to learn, but once you're there, it's a great skill to have and to get on that CV as well. Oh, it's so worth it. And then when you're in rehearsals, I mean, it probably won't lose you a job, but it can help you get one, and it will make life for the music director so much easier in rehearsals once you have it. Absolutely. So, yeah, really helpful. I love that. I love that because it's not necessarily going to lose you a job, but it could help you gain a job. So that's what you've always got to think when you're, whether you're debating learning something new or taking a new course or learning a new skill, it's never going to hinder you. It's only going to help you. So I think that's really important. If anyone's considering or debating whether they should learn something new, I would always say if you've got the time, go for it. <laughs> So true, because like in our industry, there is so, every single skill can be helpful in a different job. Literally learning how to juggle knives or riding horses or driving a car, every single thing can be hired for, for an ad or for a, a show or for a TV or, or anything like that. It's never going to be a waste. Absolutely. It's never going to be a waste. Um, so once you've got that job, um, really quick turnaround, had to brace yourself quite quickly how quick was it then going into rehearsals, flying out to Miami, getting ready? And what was that rehearsal process like? Mm, it was very quick. Um, gosh, my birthday's in December. I've got to wait this out. So my birthday's in December. <laughs> so then I think I flew out in the end of January. Um, so I think I had about, you know, six to eight weeks to pack up my life in Melbourne, sell all our furniture, um, figure out what actually to expect on a cruise ship contract as well. That um, I'm very much someone that would control freak like this. I really like to know exactly all the ins and outs of everything that I'm getting involved in before I go and do anything. So I was doing so much research. I was looking on YouTube, trying to find like YouTube videos of life as a cruise ship performer. And I couldn't actually find very many. So that's actually why I started my YouTube channel just for, for other people wanting to see that insight as well. Um, Yes, yeah, so it was very, very quick. Had to pack up, um, sell furniture, 
get rid of our apartment, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, fly to Miami. And I had never, I'd never done an overseas trip by myself. I had never gone to America, um, never worked in a cruise ship, obviously. There was just, there was so many firsts for me. And I, yeah, I was quite terrified. I was really, really nervous for that first one, really nervous um, and so jet lagged. I had to catch five different planes to get me to Miami from where I lived in Australia. And I got there and just was so, so tired. Um, but they do look after you really well. So when you fly into Miami, like they organize all the flights for you. Once you get there, there's um, this little person with a sign like waiting for you to get there and then they drive into the accommodation. Um, and I remember getting there. So the accommodation, you've got you know, your own place, you've got a kitchen, you've got a bathroom. But I got there and the kitchen was completely empty. It was 11 o'clock at night and I was absolutely starving. So having to figure out some food, I think I ordered pizza, I think, after all that flying. Um, and then I had one day to kind of recover, sleep, get some groceries, and then straight into rehearsal. And it was it was absolutely amazing. And to be rehearsing with people from all around the world, for me, was a very new experience. Um Getting used to American food was a new experience as well. I don't know if you've ever been to America before, but it was an experience and a half. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and it was amazing. So the rehearsal period went, that first contract, I think it was six weeks long before we joined the ship, um, where we had to learn five or six different shows. Um, so fairly fast paced, uh, but so exciting. It was amazing. Yeah, I've heard a lot because personally I've never done a cruise and seeing as I'm horrendously seasick, like to the point where I can't even get on a bus or a car without feeling sick. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think it would be right for me. Um, but having said that, you know, I've heard from a lot of people who have gone and done cruises that the amount of shows you have to learn and the amount of content and the amount of time that you have to pick up that content is very, very short. So your pickup skills have to be at their A game. Is that what is that what you found when you were in rehearsals? Yeah, absolutely. I, I also think, you know, because we've all had a year off pretty much from performing, if I went into a cruise ship rehearsal right now, I would really struggle because it's, it's a muscle, I think, you know, having that memory, being able to learn things very, very quickly that you need to practice and you just strengthen it all the time. So yeah, if I went in right now, I would struggle. So it's, it's definitely something that you need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when you were out there in Miami, you know, there was a really quick turnaround. Any six to eight weeks to move completely is, is a short amount of time, actually. People probably think that that's quite a long amount of time, two months. But when you've got to sort out your flat and sell all your furniture and move somewhere completely different um it is a very very short time was there anything that you wish you'd known prior to leaving whether to take with you or documents to sort was there anything you wish you'd done or knew about before making that trip oh good question yeah the most of it I I think I did pretty well I was very lucky to have really good agents back in Australia that helped lots of other cruise ship performers so I was just emailing every second day asking what should I do about this what should I do about this um but I do wish that I'd packed more okay <laughs> I wish I'd brought more things I only brought one suitcase of, of clothes with me um but when you're away for eight months you know, you want to have more options of outfits. So on that first contract, I did buy a lot of things and then somehow condensing it into one suitcase to bring back with me was was so difficult. So yeah, I, I had the allowance for two suitcases, but I only brought one. 
I have no idea why. I only brought one, but I wish I brought <laughs> wish I brought two with me. Amazing. That'll be uh, very helpful, I think, for those people that are currently in that position. Um, so once you get on board the ship now, you've done rehearsals, you're ready to go, what is your day-to-day life like on a cruise ship? Mm. Well, I should just say as well, so when you first got on the ship, you don't go straight into normal into normal ship life. You've normally got a month to two months of rehearsals on board the ship. Um, so normally there's something that we call cast handover. So the last cast will be there for the first, it depends, normally about two or three weeks while you're on board as well. So they'll be performing in the evening and you'll be rehearsing during the daytime and then slowly taking over the shows. Um, so it kind of gets to the point where you're rehearsing during the day and performing in the evening and it's so intense, really, really intense. Um, but once all that has you know, taken place, once the old cast have gone and you're not doing rehearsals during the day, um, yeah, life looks much more relaxed. <laughs> much more relaxed than that. Um, I always kind of say it, there's... When you're working on a cruise ship in the cast, there's two different types of days. There's non-show days and there's show days, and they look drastically different. Um, so non-show days, you are free to do whatever you want. Um, so, you know, if you're in Bermuda for the day, you'll go out and do scuba diving, or you'll go just lie on the beach for a while, or you'll do a bike ride around the island, um, or you'll just stay you know, in and, and watch TV, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and then show days are are quite busy normally. So, um, gosh, there's so much I can tell you about this. I don't want to, like, go on for too long. Um, but, yeah, on show days, essentially, you'll have a tech rehearsal in the afternoon. Um, and, I mean, for me, for me personally, because I was um, one of the lead singers and my, my voice is quite sensitive I suppose is the best way way to put it um so you know I wouldn't really like to go swimming in the ocean beforehand I wouldn't really like to go out having cocktails on the beach before a show you know I would kind of just sleep in eat good food beforehand and and do the things that my voice needs to to work well in that evening so show days would be completely focused on doing what I need to do to do a good job so very very chill morning tech rehearsal in the afternoon and then normally two shows in the evening um, so on Celebrity Cruises, it was one at seven and nine. Um, on Royal Caribbean, it was a little bit different because we had book musicals that were a bit longer. Um, so it looked a little bit different than that. But that's pretty much how, how the days would look. Amazing. That sounds like a lot of fun. So on the days off, what were some of your best memories of having a complete day to yourself and where were you? There's, there's so many. Like, there are so... Gosh, I'll give you a few. I'll give you a few. Um, oh, my goodness. So there was one time where so my parents came to visit me on two of the three ships that I've done. And just having them there and being able to take them out to see different parts of the world was always amazing. I remember we did this... Um, oh, what was it called? We went out on this boat into the middle of the ocean where there was kind of a bank so the ocean wasn't very deep at all. Like there was no land nearby, but you could stand up and your head would be above the water. Like it was really, really shallow. Um, Oh, I can't remember what it was called, but essentially stingrays would just come and hang out there. And you would go out on this boat and you'd stand up in the water and these stingrays would just kind of swing around your legs and and the tour guide would pick them up and you'd get like a little photo with them or you'd give them a kiss. Um, So going out there was so cool, so, so cool. Um, We went to some Mayan ruins in Mexico as well. My very first date with my 
boyfriend, now fiance, and we went around Pompeii, which, you know, just casually on a first date, went to Pompeii. And <laughs> it's normally like third or fourth date kind of thing. <laughs> no, no, normally you wait a couple of dates, but no, first date, we went to Pompeii <laughs> um, and had obviously authentic pasta and pizza from Italy for lunch on our date, which was really cool. Uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, there, there are a few. There's been so many, so many amazing things. That's incredible. I love that you went to Rome on your first date. That's that's pretty, pretty exceptional. Isn't that mental? Isn't that mental? <laughs> um, so I would love for you to share your wisdom on this. Um, so if anyone really wanted to do a cruise, what would you say are some of the, not negatives, but some of the things they should consider before doing this because it's a big commitment it's a long time you're away you know there's a lot that you sacrifice when you're give, doing this contract but also then what positives you also get from doing an opportunity like this where you get to pay to go and travel and see the world and doing what you love can you just sum up some of the things that they should think about and some of the positives that that come with the job yeah yeah and there are so many I always I always say you can never fully understand what life is like on a cruise ship until you've done it. You know, no matter how much I, I tell you, people will not be able to fully understand that unless you've been there. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say if you're considering or if you get offered a job, speak to one of your friends or message me, whatever you like. Um, speak to someone that's done it before and just get specific questions asked because that's that's the best way you're going to know. Um, yeah, something I think to keep in mind when you're going on cruise ships is that because you're on a ship, it's got elements of being in the Navy. Um, so, you know, they do have to have really strict rules because you are on a boat in the middle of the ocean. They need to be very strict with hygiene, with, um, like, interaction with different kinds of people, things like that. Um, so there are some very random rules that you'd never think to follow or worry about or don't make any sense to you in normal life when you're on land. But on cruise ships, they are a very, very big deal. Um, so preparing yourself to follow some strange rules, even if they don't make sense to you, <laughs> is, is a big thing. Um, preparing to not be cooking for yourself for eight months, which is amazing, which is amazing. But if you do like certain foods, you've got to like be ready to possibly give them up and eat, eat other foods. They do have amazing foods on cruise ships. Now, food is like, some people eat to live, but I really do live to eat. Like, I love food so much. So it is amazing having just unlimited food on tap on a cruise ship. It's flipping incredible. Um, so that is really, really cool. Um, gosh, other things to think about. You will really, you'll learn a lot about yourself as a person, massively. I really do believe, you know, when you're out having an experience by yourself without family, without friends that you've known for your whole life, um, in different countries, experiencing different cultures, some people will have very different beliefs from you as well. And you've got to be very prepared to be open-minded and kind to everybody, no matter what. Um, in that situation, you do learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about the world, which is amazing. But my biggest tip would just be be kind, be respectful to other people as well. Um, there is quite a bit of hierarchy on cruise ships as well, because there's crew members on cruise ships that work basically 24-7. Like, they work such long hours, but then they see the cast that have days off all the time and just prance around with nice makeup having a great time. There's kind of different jealousies, things like that. So it's important to, to always be kind and giving to those people as well and just 
just love everybody and be really, really kind would be my, my biggest tip. And then you'll get on just fine. <laughs> Amazing. That's great advice. Um, so Hayley, obviously you run your YouTube channel for performers to help them kind of understand ship life. So I'd love for you to tell everyone a bit about that and about your podcast as well um, and where they can kind of find you and maybe if they've got any more questions after this episode where they can kind of get in touch with you to ask you questions and things oh yeah definitely 100% get in touch with me because like I said when I got my first cruise ship contract I didn't have any friends that had done cruise ships before so I didn't really have anyone I could ask except my agent um you know there were some questions that you know in a professional setting, a car asks. There, there were so many things that I wanted to know, but I didn't have anyone to ask. So please feel free to message me 100%. Uh, I do have my YouTube channel that I was using on Cruise Ship Contract 2 and 3 that just shows everything. Like it shows what a day off is like. It shows what a show day is like. It shows backstage. It shows what rehearsals are like. So definitely go check that out. If you just search for my name, Hayley Mabry, you'll be able to find it. Um, and I am this year going to be doing a different kind of cruise ship work this year where I go fly onto ships just for three to 10 days at a time, do a show and then fly back again. So that will be a different kind of perspective that I'll be putting on my YouTube channel this year, which will be really fun. I cannot wait to get out performing and traveling again. I'm so, so excited. Um, and the, the podcast is a little bit broader. So it's not just cruise ships. So it's all about performing. It's all about entrepreneurship because we as performers are entrepreneurs. Also, I'm a very big believer in performers having side hustles so that we can support our performing as well. So I chat about that and I chat about personal development as well. Um, so that is called New Heights and Stage Lights which is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those kind of things. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the place that's easiest to chat to me is Instagram. I reply to every single message. If I don't, message me again and I will reply. <laughs> Please reach out. Like, I promise I'm friendly. I promise I won't bite. And I just love, I love helping people out with cruise ship stuff especially because it is a bit scary. It is scary, but it's so worth it. It's honestly the most fun I've ever had. Oh, that's so lovely. I'm so glad that it's like been amazing for you and you've had like the loveliest time. And I'd just like to say to any listeners, Hayley is the loveliest person. Um, So if you do get a chance to connect with her, please do follow her because she is so supportive and lovely and just there for real authentic lovely connections with people so I will drop all her links in the show notes so you will know exactly where to find her um but Hayley thank you so much for coming on today and before you go I'd just like to ask you one final final question which is what advice would you give to any aspiring performers who are wanting to do any performing arts based work um in their future what advice would you give to them Ooh. Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. That is so good. Advice performance, my goodness. Stay, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but bear with me. <laughs> Stay disciplined in your passion, right? So as a performer, like when we get a job, it's the best day of our entire lives. And when we get told no, or we don't get make it to the next round of callbacks, it's the worst day of our lives. So what's really important is staying disciplined in staying focused on the things in our, our careers that just make us so, so happy. Um, you know, so if the one thing that makes you feel really, really inspired about your career is is watching videos of Sutton Foster in Thoroughly Modern Millie, for example, that's one of mine, or watching Carrie Ellis singing Sing Save Me by Queen, whatever it is that just makes you feel like, oh, 
I'm in the right place. This is the right industry. I'm just so inspired to go out and flip and get them all. Make sure you're doing something that makes you feel that way every single day. Because then through the hard times, through the amazing times, you will stay consistent and you will flip and smash this industry 100%. That's such great advice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Hayley, for taking the time out of your day to come and have a chat with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. My goodness. (laughs) That's all right. It's been an absolute pleasure and you're welcome back anytime. Um, And to all the listeners at home, a massive thank you for listening. I've been Bethany and Wynn and this has been Performer Talks.